In this episode, I share the truth about perfectionism. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share research-backed strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and being a perfectionist is often seen as either like a really good thing or something that holds you back. And it really comes down to like who you ask and what their view of the word is. The idea of being a perfectionist can be seen as this like unrelenting drive for creating the best thing, putting the best thing out, an attention to detail that is unmatched, caring about things. It can be spun that way, or it can be viewed as not putting things out, as worrying about details that don't matter, as holding yourself back for some reason. Now, from my perspective, if I were to give my opinion on this, it's kind of both. And the truth is you need both sides of it in order to make things happen consistently. You need both. You need both the perfectionist brain, the I want to work hard and create something good brain, but you also need the ability to ship, to put things out and be willing to face the criticism and the inevitable errors and mistakes that you'll only find once it's out in the world. Now, I don't personally identify as a perfectionist, but I know that you might. And that's why I want to talk about this today, because even if you do, or maybe someone you love does, we need to do a better job understanding what perfectionism is and how to actually use it in our day-to-day lives. And before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to Jeffrey Robinson. He's a listener of the show I spoke to recently, and he shared the initial insight, the initial thought that led to this episode. So big shout out to Jeffrey. Thank you for inspiring this episode. In this episode, I want to talk about what perfectionism is, how it may show up in your life, the positive aspects of it, the negatives of it, and how you can find a balance between being a perfectionist and being someone who's able to put things out. Now, of course, before we jump into it, I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsors. As you know, our sponsors are the reason we're able to do this podcast. So if you hear something you like, I highly encourage you to check them out. So I'm going to say something that might shock you. I'm a little bit posh. Like, I really like nice things. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so I love a good cashmere sweater. I love a really cozy pillow top down comforter or like, you know, some really nice, like soft towels. You know, you get out of the shower, especially this time of year, you get out of the shower, it's chilly. You've just been in the steam this whole time. Like there's nothing better than wrapping yourself up in some really soft towels or even a really, really comfortable bathrobe. And I just found out recently that a lot of this stuff, it's not even that expensive to make. Like they're high quality, but the price actually gets jacked up with all these middlemen in the process. So instead of paying the real price, you're actually paying the price plus markup after markup after markup for no real reason. That's where Quince comes in. 
Quince is high quality luxury essentials at radically lower prices. They're founded to challenge the existing idea that nice things should cost a lot. And they have a simple mission, create products of equal or greater quality than the leading luxury brands at a much lower price. And one thing I really love about them is that they focus on just the essential products you need with low design costs. Things like cashmere crews, super soft fleece pants, silk camis, down comforters, hotel quality sheets, leather crossbody bags, women's, men's home, pretty much anything that you need, you can find there and you're going to find it for cheaper. And if you're not completely satisfied, Quince is going to give you a full 365 day refund. That is massive. And it just shows that customer satisfaction is their highest priority. So why not check them out? Quality shouldn't be a luxury. You deserve it. Try Quince today. And now there's a brand new offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Get 10% off your first purchase of $100 or more when you use the code TINY10. Just go to onequince.com and use the code TINY10. You still get 365-day free returns, and many of their collections sell out quickly, so you're going to have to move fast on this. Go to onequince.com, that's onequince.com, and use the code TINY10. So according to Wikipedia, perfectionism in psychology is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So put simply, if you're a perfectionist, you want things done right. You care for quality and you care about how others experience the things that are related to you. You care about your work, you care about your appearance, you care about your general approach to life, and you care about what others think about those things, how they experience that. And through this, you strive to find all of the mistakes, all of the errors, all of the things that you can control in order to put the best thing out. Now, this, as I said, can be a good thing. And honestly, it's often looked at very favorably in society. In fact, according to an article on MassLive.com, the general population is about 30% perfectionist, while perfectionism among those considered gifted can be as high as 80%. So perfectionism among those considered to be gifted in some way can be as high as 80%. That is insane. And when you hear that, it makes it feel like being a perfectionist is a requirement for being gifted, for being successful, for pushing forward and trying to get better and better and better. And to some extent, it is. Like I said, being a perfectionist can be a good thing. Having a little of that can be a good thing, which is good news because according to a press release by the American Psychological Association, Perfectionism as a trait is actually up significantly among young people since the 1980s. So you're definitely not alone if you're a perfectionist. And if you aren't, this might make you feel like it's something to strive towards. That maybe being a little bit more of a perfectionist is something that could bring you value. But you have to ask the question, is perfectionism actually good? And the way I see it is, Perfectionism isn't exactly good or bad. It's just harder. Because there are basically two approaches 
to doing something great. And this, again, is, is my perspective. This is how I view things. There are basically two approaches to doing something great, no matter what that thing might be. Approach number one is you work and you struggle and you toil away until you find the perfect thing. You obsess over the tiny details and you build something that you are incredibly proud of. Then you put it out into the world and people love it. Now, they don't notice the level of detail that you put in, but they do have a sense of its quality just by being in its orbit. That's the value of worrying about the tiny details. People don't notice the things that go well. They only notice it when it's a problem. So you put this thing out and people don't notice anything other than, wow, this is a spectacular thing. And that feeling of it being spectacular is them actively not noticing anything. Anything to be concerned about, rather. And for those who do notice the attention to detail, the people who recognize the love and care that you put into it, they love you even more because it matters to them. They recognize how great you actually are. That's the path of a perfectionist. You work and you work and you work, and then maybe one day you put something out and maybe people love it. But you never put it out until you are either forced to or until you feel it's perfect. And the downside of this is you're probably never going to feel that it's perfect because the truth of life is there's always something to improve. So that's the first path. The second is to work and struggle and toil away until you find something that feels good enough. And then you put that thing out into the world and you listen very closely to the feedback you get. Based on that feedback, you iterate, you make better versions, you try again, you work harder, and you keep working to try and improve on the most important details, the things people are actually paying attention to. You're not stressed about every single detail. You just care about what matters. You focus your attention on the places that your audience will focus their attention, and eventually you build something they love. Now, it's rough when you look closer. You know, those people who notice the little details, they're going to notice the little details. But I would argue that it's roughness, the process of doing it, doing it in public, getting feedback, building off of that feedback, that has its own charm to it. So these are the two paths, and there are benefits and drawbacks to both. Because if you choose to be a perfectionist, to go down that path of just trying to be brilliant and produce something the world loves on your own, you're never going to be happy. You're always going to find something else to improve. And so you're going to need someone around you who can tolerate putting out a good enough product in order to get something out into the world. And then if you're the type who is just ready to ship and listen to feedback, that can be a great way of doing it. That's my personal approach. That is the, the style that works for my personality. But those little details do matter. Those things make a difference for the user. And so you're going to want someone around you who does pay attention to them, who is a perfectionist, who is willing to work harder to make something that feels minor to you actually amazing. 
because neither one of these two can do it on their own. That's the point. It doesn't matter if you're a perfectionist or if you are the type who is just willing to put stuff out. You can't do it without the other person in your corner as well. And something I want to touch on here very quickly, as a listener of this podcast, Jeffrey Robinson said to me recently, perfectionism is just fear of failure or fear of success showing up in your life. You obsess over every detail because you want to control all the pieces that may lead to failure in an attempt to avoid it. Or worse, you spend time improving on minor things over and over and over again because you're fearful of what will happen if you actually ship. Because once it goes out into the world, that's it. People can give their feedback. They can decide if they care or not. And you have to stop living in the dream world of, well, once people experience this, they're going to love it. And this isn't a bad thing. Wanting to do better, caring about the details, and having a healthy respect for the fear of putting yourself out there is a valuable trait to have. But the key word is healthy. You have to have a healthy respect. And on the flip side, consistently putting out half-baked ideas, never taking the time to really deliver on the promises that your work makes, that's you being afraid of what putting yourself out there for real might look like. Because if you always release half-baked stuff, if you always turn in half-baked ideas, you'll always be able to hide in the knowledge that, well, if I really tried, I could knock their socks off. If I really pushed myself, I could make something happen. I chose to do it this way. But actually, I'm really capable, guys. Believe me. Sure, you put more stuff out, but does it really matter if the things you put out are just crap? So here's the truth. If you're a perfectionist, it's because you're scared. If you put out a lot of stuff not worrying about the details, it's because you're scared. Finding the right balance is key. You need to be able to produce something with enough attention to detail to be worthy of having a conversation so that people talk about it and give you feedback. But you also need to be willing to ship things in order to get that feedback because you can't build perfect on your own. And the way you find that balance, honestly, I believe comes down to figuring out what the core of what you're doing is, whatever that project is you're working on. What does the core of that look like? What is the most important part to you? What is the thing that if everything else could be removed, this one thing would stand on its own? Identify what that looks like and spend your time focused on the details around that. Be a perfectionist around that. Get that one experience right and be willing to let everything else go. Because if you're right, and that is the core of it, People are going to let the rest of it go. So should you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to encourage you to check out today's sponsor, Quince. It's luxury items at non-luxury prices. Head over to onequince.com and use the coupon code TINY10 to get 10% off your first $100 order. Thank you again for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.